0: but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Stuffed-up Dave Hodges here. I hope the voice holds out, but I'm doing my best. Like I said, evil does not take a day off, and neither can we at the Common Sense Show. So... Um, we're glad to be with you i wish it was under better circumstances i did produce a good news video today sarah huckabee sanders oh what a wonderful person what a great governor she cares about her citizens she 86 a ccp company that violates uh, intellectual property rights uh, threatens the security of nine states and arkansas and she said you're gone And uh, it was wonderful. Uh, I got to spend time with her dad one afternoon when he was the keynote speaker at the New California Movement. My good friend Paul Preston asked me to be main media covering that. So I had a seat at the table and got to spend some time with Mike Huckabee. I tell you, he is the same guy in private as he is in person. He, He lives for Christ. He's an honest man. And I think he would have done as good a job with the country and the economy as Trump did um and i voted for trump but i tell you what i thought about mike huckabee too and i wished he was still in politics because we need people like the huckabee so there's a good news piece i did there so you'll want to check that out um anyway we're still kind of battling everything here uh health-wise i'm feeling better today it's kind of i went out and actually got in the pool and i thought let me try to swim 10 laps and i usually do Forty to fifty, which is a quarter, you know, almost getting to a half mile. Uh, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. But but I felt active enough to do something. It's something like good tomorrow. I'll be able to work out. Anyway, so thank you for asking. Uh, someone asked me a question about bonds. I just want to make sure you heard this. Uh, assuming we're still here next year, and this is not a scare tactic statement. Please believe me. We are in grave danger right now. And. I would say with bonds, uh, the federal reserve has announced that they're going to stay active and they are going to um, continue to raise interest rates. That's bad for bonds. When interest rates are high, bonds will die and uh, ain't no one going to bail us out. They're not going to be buying the bonds. They're not going to buy our debts anymore. So uh, I would say if you can get liquid from that, I would do it as soon as possible. I'm not a financial advisor, but that's what I would do in that situation. In fact, Uh, Cheap commercial here because it's true. Uh, Two days to complete my deal uh, because I had some things I had to shore up and make decisions on. But I bought some silver coins from Noble Gold, and they're portable. And and we have time. We're going to buy some gold coins. It's not like we're rich. We're not buying the mint. We're buying some survival coins that people will take. Now, I think the dollar will actually be somewhat taken even after it collapses i do because i know the bankers are buying gold silver bitcoin and they're actually storing some money so i think the dollar will hold its value for a little while but i don't see that going on real long but anyway uh just real quickly here the demise is here in fact let me use a news item here the imf actually talked about or let's put it this way the leak out of the emergency supposedly secret meeting that were having with banking officials yesterday it came out that if the war really goes south and the Strait of Hormuz is affected, uh, oil could go to $300 a gallon. I was on Scotty Sack's show today, uh, Great, has a great show. And, and I told him, I said, I don't care if they say it's $800 a gallon, you ain't getting it. I mean, we have what? Uh, 11 days left of the oil reserves biden's killed the oil pipeline you need that to fight a war of course janet yellen said we can fight a two-front war no problem when well, she's wrong about the two-front war it's a lot bigger than that it's going to be a lot bigger than that. we'll cover all that right here so um i just tell you get your retirement out of the bank um Also, too, you need to diversify what money you have in the bank, and you don't have long to do it. So you can go to DaveHodgesGold.com, and I'll send you free information, electronic packet, or you can call Noble Gold directly, 877-646-5347. 877-646-5347. Do something with your finances. I'm serious. You leave it in the bank, the Dodd-Frank law says they can keep it. Don't think for a second they won't as they begin to fail, and many are failing. Uh, PNC Bank yesterday, yeah, yeah, they're in trouble. They're looking to restructure their debt, and they went to the Fed for help. <laughs> this is not good. So I hope you take advantage of this offer. Um, oh, I should mention this too. Uh, unlike FTX, the Feds want me to tell you that any investment carries an inherent risk, and there's no guarantees. Okay, we know that. Too bad they're not telling us that about the banks. They can keep your money whenever you put it in there. All right, let's let's start. I'll go through systematically what I have lined up here. And you got part of my presentation right there too. And, and I'll just say this too. I do live reads for products and services that I believe in and, and I think that people could use. Uh especially coming up on the time that we're in. Okay, the border. i I talked about this yesterday people are still kind of oh disbelief well i was a guest on john moore's show today and i uh shared the microphone with a couple of really smart people and then steve bannoon who's off the charts intelligent he joined us on the show and uh um Wow, he confirms so much of what I'm going to tell you here. And Stevens, former CIA, lived in Israel twice, uh, lived around the world, done intelligence work everywhere. I mean, he he and my broadcast partner, Doug Thornton are about as knowledgeable of these kinds of things as you're going to get. I've got good sources. He's got great sources. Okay, the border. There are, in fact, John Moore said this today when I first came on his show. He said, Dave, do you know about the UN at the border? I said, well, yes, I do. Courtesy of Doug Thornton, I do. What do you know? And I said, well, what I know is Michael yawn and um, uh, AMLO, the Mexican president, was saying 10000 per day crossing the border soon. And Michael yahn was counting buses. Uh, AMLO was just spouting off at his mouth. Well, according to what we're getting out of DHS and DOD sources, Doug's hearing, and now I'm getting it too, and John Moore is getting this, um, we have the potential of a million a month coming in before much longer. You heard me. This is total election interference, total chaos, total break the bank. Our infrastructure can't take it. Uh, This is craziness. Okay, so the border's out of control. And I um, come from German stock on my dad's side of the family. And we had some people that got out before all hell broke loose or as hell was beginning to start. We had family leave at different times. We got some that tr- got trapped and then had to kind of sneak out. Let me tell you what those people said. Okay, I had a great uncle and a great grandmother, Grandma Freiburg. And um, I remember she was telling me, and I was probably eight or nine years old, and they were talking about the old country. And we were visiting my grandmother's house, my dad's mom in Iowa, uh, where he grew up. And She said, well, we thought Hitler was just a boring butthole, words to that effect. She said, we thought he would pass along just like a fad. You know, people would think he's a bore and move on from him. And it didn't happen because he put food in their stomachs. But they didn't see the stuff he was really telling them. And we did and we got out. But not early enough. And we, we did lose some family members in that catastrophe. I, th- I don't think any of them served in the German army. Um, they were the victims of Kristallnacht. And here's the point I want to make, ladies and gentlemen. Kristallnacht, the night of the broken glass. It was where the, um, kind of like Hamas, <laughs> the, <laughs> it is the German Hamas uh, of that day. Uh, the brown shirts, decided one night we're just going to go around and burn as many jewish businesses as they can well my family is not jewish but they had a business and around other businesses that were owned by jewish people and they didn't discriminate (laughs) if you're in the neighborhood you get your place burned down too and um i've heard the stories let me tell you My fear with all that we're letting in this country, uh, do I think most of these people coming here to work? Yeah, yeah. Do they have the skills? No. Do they have the language skills? No. Can they culturally adapt to our laws? Well, I'd say what laws, but if we had them still, I'd say no. Um, When my family came... On my dad's side, they had to be naturalized. A seven-year period, they had to pass a test on the Constitution. They had to demonstrate they could read and write English to a proficient level. And they had to pass a test on American history. (laughs) That was pretty common. In fact, they had a student many, many, many years ago. Her family came from Romania. And uh, I'd had her and uh, just a beautiful, wonderful, intelligent person. And I was really honored. She came back. A couple years after i had her in class and she had just turned 21 and she says i gotta pass this crap can you help me you said you used to teach history in a high school and i said yeah i'll help you and so i just took her through some basics and um we spent about an hour i said you got this nailed and she was already a really good student i said you're going to do just fine and she did and today she's a doctor isn't that cool um anyway Um, that's when we really cared about bringing people in and giving them a chance to succeed, not just tip the voting scales in 2024. And believe me, they're going to legalize all these people if we're still around in 2024. And if we have an election, um, although vote legally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who do you think they're going to vote for? (laughs) Okay. Exactly. All right, the Gaza situation. I want to be really clear on this position, and no one has to agree with me. It's okay. Uh, I am not a Netanyahu fan. I can't stand the man. He's a total globalist, and he belongs in jail. And he's belonged in jail for a very long time. And the people in Israel are starting to rise up against him. There is a lot of dissent going on that's not making the mainstream media. Uh, Stephen Benoon said it today. I've heard it from my sources today. And I have some other people that uh, live in Israel that feel the same way. Um, He knew when the attack was happening. There's no way they didn't have the satellites on this. And they were getting phone calls. And this is what Stephen said today, too. People were making phone calls. Please help us. Please help us. We're under attack. Um, And Israel always bragged. We can be anywhere in the country and defend against anything in three minutes or under. Yeah, it took them four hours four hours. Now, I said this last night. I understand that uh, Netanyahu doesn't want a nuclear-armed Iran. I don't think this is his entire motivation, but let's just assume for the sake of argument it is. Did he have to let 1,200 people get butchered to make his point? Just the fact that an attack coming. And I said this to Stephen today on air. I said, Stephen, you know, if we know that we're funny business with regard to warning, and reacting, and so forth, Could there have been funny business in the preparation? He goes, you mean like the CIA uh, uh, training Hamas or getting Hamas ready or some other organization like this? And I said, yes, we're all in agreement. A lot of us believe this is a false flag operation. Um, Hamas is guilty of sin. They need to be tracked down hunted down. I'd like to see it done without civilian casualties, but I don't think that's realistic. Uh, I've been told that Israel is not bombing people trying to escape. Hamas is killing their own. This is what I've been told. I'm not there. I can't pass judgment, but I think you need to hear that one time because the mainstream media has totally turned on Israel. And that was predictable. That was very predictable. Um, Okay, so... That's the Gaza situation, and the real objective here, and I said this last night too, the Wall Street Journal thinks they're the CIA now. They're an intelligence agency. They told us the day after the attack on Israel that, gee, it was Iran that had a hand in it. Oh, maybe they did. But the Wall Street Journal, what do they have? People planted inside the Imams, and they, come on, come on, what a joke. They were setting up for the spread of the war, and when Iran gets nicked, And it get started with Iran, they'll get what the globalists want. They want a world war. Come on, let's go through the history real quickly, can we? It was 2014, and pro-Russian puppet leaders in Ukraine, and yes, they were Russian puppet leaders, Russian pro-friendly puppet leaders, they were being assassinated in big numbers. And we covered that here on our show, and we covered that nine and a half years ago. And I said, this is really, really, really bad. This could lead to a world war because Putin's going to get pissed. And he did, but he had a measured response. It surprised me. To strike back at this, he seized Crimea. Do you remember that? Okay, and so and he's hung on to Crimea ever since. He thought, well, this is going to go to world war. I need to have a seaport. Russia doesn't have good seaports. That hurts him in trading. Hurts them as far as naval strategy. And that was one of the reasons why they did it. Not knowing how far Obama was going to carry this. So that was attempt number one to get a war started. It failed. Number two was almost simultaneous. And that was what happened in Syria. In fact, that carried on for a while. And do you remember Hillary Clinton in debate number two with Donald Trump? And she said, if I'm president, I'll have a no-fly zone. Meaning, we'll shoot down Russian planes. And Putin later came out after Trump won and said, if she had won, I would have nuked the United States on a first strike with no warning. That's exactly what he said, and that was actually carried on RT and some other mainstream media sources in America. So that was attempt number two. This late... and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to waterwithdave.com. That's waterwithdave.com. Save $80 for a short time. This Ukraine war, have you ever heard about Biden trying to de-escalate? Hey guys, guys, calm down now. We've killed enough people. Can we find a reasonable accommodation for both sides? That's what grown-ups do not with warmongering, excuse me, buttholes um, that want to see death and destruction. Well, it's my belief that the Biden administration works for globalists like the World Economic Forum at all, United Nations at all. They've signed on to all their agreements. So we have to assume this is who they respond to. And they are very clear that they want a lot less of us around. And how do you accomplish that through a war? And it's really clear when you see three distinct movements towards world war that it gets blunted at every chance in Syria. They didn't get the job done. Obama failed. He tried. Boy, did he ever try, but Russia didn't get drawn into it. And I have to give Putin credit for being a good strategist. I'm not a Putin, Putin fan. I just want to make sure everyone understands that. But he's a lot smarter than a lot of the presidents we've had. Now, you notice how we had relative calm when Trump was in office here and the terrorism kind of stopped. You know, In Afghanistan, we weren't losing soldiers anymore. Amazing how that happened with a leader who was pro-American, isn't it? And using our resources to that end. And, and Putin wasn't aggressive. It wasn't until Trump left. Putin says, ha ha, I get to take the Russian speaking areas. Um before I go farther and I talk about the fourth attempt to get a world war, which is the one we're in, I want to just point out one thing. We think we have allies. We do not have allies. Israel is opportunistic. And I've been told Israel has actually approached Russia about being in the bricks. <laughs> right away, that puts them on the other side. So, so much for long-term friendship right now we're short-term marriage of convenience with american support for israeli activities and we have SEAL team six we've seen the videos of this on the ground in um, palestine supporting israeli activities actually they were there looking for the hostages which i actually applaud that activity i think that's a legitimate use of our force i'd like to see the hostages rescued i'm not optimistic to that point though 72 Olympics come to mind, if you know your history in Munich. Now, um, there's something I really need to point out. Tomorrow, I'm going to run an article on our website, and I'm going to show you an old map from 2014 that shows what key countries in NATO get from energy from Russia. Well, they've shut that off. I think it was um, Germany was 36%. Italy's like 27. They didn't have the UK on there, but I went and looked it up, and it was like 32%. France is, I think, 28%. Their economies are devastated because they don't have Russia energy. They don't have it. The UK has announced that they expect 10,000 people to freeze to death this winter, and they said that about three months ago, and I covered it here on the channel Uh, Germans are chopping down trees and burning wood in their homes. And that's not an answer. And, uh, the the Chancellor Schultz, what, what, a he's another Biden. He might even make Biden look like he has an IQ over room temperature. This guy is a piece of work. He has even canceled more energy deals. He's killed their nuclear program. And there are a lot of Germans are going to die this winter. That's a fact. Germany is done as a world power. They have they're on they're in economic collapse right now. Uh, that's being kept out of our mainstream media because we're following in their footsteps with a lot of things they've done with energy abrogation and so forth. So that's not being reported, but it's a fact. They cannot mount any kind of military resistance. We are on our own in this next war, and we're fighting the war without oil. Let me just give you again, what are we down to, About 10 days now of the Strategic Oil Reserve? What do we do when it's gone? Are we going to have to tow the aircraft carriers home? I'm being facetious. Who's going to fly the planes? Biden's killed the pipelines here at home. It would take months to get it restarted. We are totally screwed for energy. Totally. Oh, yes, says Janet Yellen. We can fight a two-front war. Well, it ain't going to be a two-front war. You're going to have the war with what's come into our country. And Marjorie Taylor Greene said it best. She said, if it's only 1%, think of the force that can be mounted against us. I say, if it's only one-tenth of 1%, and 99% of the people coming here are coming here for reasons that are valid to them and not immoral, just illegal, because they crossed illegally. But they're not bad people. If we say 99%, well, that's not the figure. Worldwide you got about 90% of the people that are um, pretty good people. And out of that 90%, 90%, about 20% of them are mentally ill, not stable. And then you have the other 10%, which are generally criminal to various degrees. 6% are hardcore criminals. Those are the stats that apply to our country, too. So Marjorie Taylor Greene's right on the money. We have an enormous threat. That's front number three. Okay now let's jump back over to the middle east front number four israel must implicate iran and have an excuse to attack iran and i would suspect something could be staged if iran does not agree but i'll tell you the imams over there they're they're religious leaders they welcome the end days because then the body comes back and it's a fulfillment of their uh uh, prophecy but i gotta tell you this i, I want to say something and i saw a guy on youtube and i forget his name now he's iranian by birth and he said the iranian people are not bad people i could not agree with him more i remember after nine eleven, 11 we had a national soccer team play iran in iran and the people of iran had a spontaneous ceremony for nine eleven victims and if you ever watched people who travel through Iran, like Itchy Boots, I used to watch her stuff all the time. It was great. Um, she uh, she traveled through Iran. I thought, oh my gosh, um, she's not American, but she's very Western. And I thought, oh, she could have a problem. She met nothing but people that were kind and took care of her. Uh, the Iranian people are not bad people. They hate their government. They hate. I don't know why they don't rise up, because they hate their government with a passion. So I'm not going to paint the Iranian people as being bad. People say, well, oh, just nuke Iran off the map. Well, first of all, that'll bring Russia into it, and I'll get into that in a minute. But uh no, that's not acceptable to me. These people don't deserve it. And I would venture to say most of the Palestinians, vast majority, don't want anything to do with the crap that's going on they just want to be left alone by these crazy people and live their lives but like in life there's people that want to be left alone and there are those who will not leave them alone and that's exactly what we're dealing with right now are just terrible turds that are running this planet that's what they are they're human excrement they could care less about human life they look at us as dogs rabid dogs that need to be put down and that's how i i feel they look at us and biden and Yellen are no different than the people who are running hamas i see them in the same light totally indifferent to their people's needs go listen to my tape when we're done here i made about sarah huckabee sanders and her dad mike uh mike huckabee um they're cut above everybody else. Jim Jordan is one of those people too, which is why he can't get the nomination. He actually stands for something that's pro-American. And you know it's funny. And I watched the um, I watched the second half of the vote today, and uh, it was kind of funny. Stephen Scalise, he nominates Jim Jordan. Next guy, Stephen Scalise. Wait a minute, the guy's not running now. He withdrew. And the same thing. Uh, and I got to give McCarthy some credit here. McCarthy got seven votes, and McCarthy voted for Jim Jordan. This is how stupid these people are. And this is why I want, if we survive to have an election, why I want the Toss Them All movement. And I've heard from five people now, we need to have 500. Okay, send me an email. I'm going to store them when the time is right. We're going to do a Zoom conference, and we're going to talk about how we get this launched. Okay, now let's go forward with front number four in this five-front war. Actually, it could be a six-front war. It depends on what the Biden administration does to persecute us. Um, Oh, yeah. Can I digress to that a minute? Did you see where Merrick Garland was asked from a news leak saying, is it true that you're actually going to have FBI go to the homes and question 100,000 Trump supporters? And he wouldn't answer the question. (laughs) That's a yes in court. Um boy. Sharona Bishop, Colorado, went to school board meetings. Professional. Okay, professional. Highly intelligent, well spoken, articulate. Um, we've had a couple conversations with her. We did a telephonic interview. She uh, went, spoke her mind peacefully. I don't want this for this, this, and this reason boom, FBI kicks her door down of her Colorado home, puts guns to their heads, manhandles her teenage daughter, and then takes all their electronics. They left something that tried to pose as a warrant, and it was really no such thing. It was totally illegal what happened. Um, is that the kind of visits we're going to get from the FBI? And, oh, by the way, too, she was against CRT, and you should just know this as a matter of record, Uh Merrick Garland's son-in-law daughter, at that time, owned Panorama Education, which sponsors all those objectionable programs that people don't like in their schools. They don't want their kids to be turned into racist bigots. They want the kids to get along, regardless of the race. But no, that's not to be. We need divide and conquer. Keep all eyes on each other and not on the real criminals that are running our government. So is that the kind of visit we're going to get? That, to me, would be the last front, the persecution we'll get from our government. And maybe the NDAA will live out its meaning, where they can snatch you off the street. No rights. It's in the NDAA. Okay, so let's go over. The war, if it starts in earnest, will spread and bring in Iran. Russia has avoided the harm of the sanctions by going brick, gold-backed currencies. 42 other nations have joined him. Iranian oil is at the central part of their scheme. The minute Iranian oil is threatened, Russia is going to act, because this endangers their economic standing. So, what do you think Russia is going to do? Well, I can tell you what they're not going to do. They're not going to bring a half a million men to the Middle East and have a land based war with Israel and the United States. They have had huge losses in Ukraine, they don't have the ability. So what's their next option? If we're lucky, it'll be tactical nukes. If we're lucky. If Putin says, okay, this is the end game here. I backed up since the Crimea incident with Ukraine. I backed up as far as I can back up. And now it's ICBM time. And I told you last night, the projections you look at, you go look at them on YouTube. You know, think tank groups will publish what they say. The median figure you usually get is around 265 million Americans dead with an environment that's totally trashed. So that's front number four. How are we doing, Janet? Not a two-front war now, or no, we're a four-front war. And then the fifth column into the country, doing their damage, that's the fifth front. And then number six would be the persecution that would be coming out of this administration. I'm investigating something that someone, um, I I always promised this person I'd never say too much to reveal, but they have sent me really good stuff through the years, a lot of years. And we're building multi-billion dollar prisons around the country, and I have the map. And I need to verify it through one qualified source. I'm probably going to give it to Doug and let him take it to his uh, uh, resources that he has based on his DHS days. We'll find out. If that's real, I'll publish it. I'll put it on YouTube, too. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we're headed. Okay? So let me continue on. Okay? If none of this crap was happening, we didn't have these multiple fronts and the desire to trash our economy, make us lose wars. We shouldn't be fighting because we don't have the oil to sustain it. How about real estate, commercial, home, the corporate debt that comes due with $2 trillion with higher interest rates now? They got to refi on higher interest rates. How many of these corporations are going to fail? Do you see Rite Aid today is closing 150 stores nationally? This is just the beginning. This is like chest pains before the heart attack. And I hate to depress you, but this is reality because I'm leading somewhere that I'm going to get you to make a commitment to yourself about. And then, of course, there is misinformation going on, and it's not intentional. There's a couple of really good sites, and I'm not going to mention them because I like the work they do, but they're wrong on this. They said that there's massive resistance in the U.S. government to CBDCs. Oh, the Tom Evers bill? Yeah. Yeah, by the way, he got a vote, and he's not even running. <laughs> Go figure, right, for the Speaker? Yeah, he got a vote, not even running. Who? I, I'd love to know who the moron was. I forgot his name. I'd love to say it. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Right here. I mean, Jackass, go stand in the corner. I mean, what an idiot. Okay, CBDC, folks, doesn't need to pass the CBDC form. Remember I covered this here last week? Remember I walked you through the three-step process of FedNow remember iOS messaging uniform right second was interoperability combining all the computers into one i said how maui and hawaii is already doing this under governor josh green and then the third is to go international where you're communicating with everybody else and that's a global cbdc program that comes out of the fed now fed now is already in play it doesn't matter if cbdc gets canceled cuz fed now ends in the same place and I'm sure this is why they did it. If there is resistance against CBDC, well, we'll just say Fed Now just for payments. But they're evolving into other things. I think digital ID comes in at step three. And the UN came out Friday and scolded nations in the West. Why don't you have digital ID yet? Well, because you're not the boss of us. That's what I would have said. But nonetheless, folks, we're going to get CBDC unless we can repeal Fed Now. And I, I tell people this and they kind of look at me, and eh, but I've had a couple of economists look at this and they've come back and said, How the hell did you know? And I said, Wow, well, I researched it until I found it. Remember, I told you the day I said I found three sources on a Google search and 12 on another aspect of it. I said there's not much info, but when you sit down the research side by side, it's really clear FedNow is part of the fast system. Remember F-A-S-T-T, right? International, quick payments, right? This FAST system, if you follow that track, not the FedNow track, but the FAST track from all around the world, this is how you end up with CBDC. And remember, the third phase is globalization of your communication. That's how it comes in. So we don't need to have CBDC passed. And when you see these on websites, these people are reporting this in good faith. They're trying to be honest. And what they're saying is one half true. But they haven't connected Fed now to fast to CBDC eventuality. So you have heard this here, and you are really ahead of the curve. And I can't say this often enough. I can't. Uh, I'm doing more and more interviews now. I really don't have time, to be honest. I turn down most interviews because it just it takes away from what I can do here. But honestly, I feel the need to get this word out but you can help me with this because I think I've made it simple. Okay. Now let's get to the final chapter. The final chapter is this. There was a talk show host in Phoenix at one time. His name was Charles Goyette. And he took a nothing radio station at the time, KFYI. And he and, and another guy was a pretty good talk show host himself. Um this guy turned him into number one and they displaced the globalist station called KTAR. And um they were at the top of their game. Now, this was a clear channel. <laughs> oh, George Soros. Okay. So anyway, when the Iraq war broke out before we went in, he said, um, where are the weapons of mass destruction? He said, we got Ritter going around everywhere, and he's not really showing me anything. And I think he's not sure. So why, how can we justify invading and then say, oh, I remember I was at a Phoenix Suns basketball game, and they stopped the game after the first quarter. What terrible timing. Okay, I came to watch a game, not listen to George W. Bush's BS. But he came on and said, I have a fear of a nuclear cloud over an American city, and it's Iraq. Yeah, well, there was no weapons of mass destruction. They've never been found. If I'm in error, I'll correct myself when I see the proof. Okay, but anyway, it was a legitimate question to ask whether he was right or not right. Well, he was. He, what they did to him is they took him off drive home. Uh, first, it was early morning. They was drive home. He was so good, and then they put him when no one would ever hear him, and then they canceled his contract when it expired, and that was Charles Goyette. He used to be on Fox a lot because they had a few guys on Fox at the time that were worth the crap, okay? So this was the pre-Tucker firing days, but going way back 10, 15 years, um, this is the cancel culture that we have that really keeps you from knowing the truth. And you need to be the warriors of truth. And... You need to go find the, the live stream I did where I went through and I read the three part the FAST system. And you need to look at it and need to research it. By all means, research it. Be prepared to spend a couple of days. And then you need to be a missionary for the truth because people are going to be lulled to sleep that this isn't going to happen. Now, here's the thing that Charles said one time, though, and I'll never forget this. And he was really ahead of the curve. My good friend Ernie Hancock Um, and I'm on Ernie's show quite a bit. Ernie uh, was his producer, and Ernie and I have had this discussion many times. Charles said, gee, I wonder if we shouldn't just go to adaptation and not worry about reform. It took me a while to catch up to Charles, but this is where I'm at now. I think we keep an eye on the future. We form groups like Toss Them All to Get Rid of the Rhino Republicans knowing that our efforts might be in vain because we never get that far. But on the other hand, we need to really turn about three-fourths of our effort to adaptation. And I can't stress that to you enough. Adaptation, adaptation, adaptation. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, and tools. This is why I did the noble gold thing here could have easily done commercial for food. You need to get as solvent as possible, and you need to learn how to protect your homestead to the degree it needs to be protected. And I'm not allowed to say any more than that, but I think Dan Bongino had a good piece of advice the other day. I don't think anyone in this country from this point on is safe under the current regime. Do you believe if they had information about a pending attack that they would ever let us know in advance? Would they tell us to avoid something? What do you think? I remember after 9-11, I'm walking into the World Series the Diamondbacks were playing in. And I remember, you know, they delayed the World Series for two weeks. And I remember looking up at the rooftops and they had snipers. I never felt more safe and secure. Thank you. They had helicopters in the air. They did overflights with F-16s constantly. Because they knew this could be a high-priority target. Do you think this administration would ever show you the same level of concern? And this was George W. Bush. Gosh, am I saying something good about him? Maybe about the only thing I say good about him. Do you think you'll ever get a warning? Do you ever in my world, my belief system, if the worst happens, we'll never know what hit us. How many times does this administration have to show you what low regard they hold your life in? And once you realize that you're on your own, then you start saying hell, hell, I better network with my neighbors. I better get myself ready to survive. I better have a plan B, C, and D. It's time to adapt America. And I'm sorry to say such negative things here, but I don't see this getting better. Who do you think let the UN down at our border to do what they're going to do? Who do you think's responsible for that? And who told Congress The border's under control. Who's telling us we can win a two-front war or there'll be no such thing? And here's your final front. Do you think China will ever look at the disaster of a country we could become very quickly and say, clean up on aisle six? Here we go. And here comes China. Someone mentioned here Art Bell and the quickening. That may have been one of the most profound things among many that Art Bell said. That is a really good catch there because I totally agree with this. From when we started doing live streams, you know, over a month ago, things have gone at light speed. And I wish I could find a way to slow it down because I'd like to focus on these individual issues I bring up and say, okay, here's a plan of attack. Here's how you adapt. Here's all we might be able to change. Here's what we can expect to have done. And we do a lot of that on my TV show. But I got to tell you, Things are coming at us about every six hours now. We're going to wake up tomorrow and there's going to be two or three new things that are going to present new challenges because that's the plan. Overwhelm America. Have you ever read the Deagle Report? 88% less population by 2025 as projected in 2013. Wasn't that the year that the World Economic Forum was created? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got for you for tonight. I need to go eat my dinner and try to have a normal life. Have a normal life. But um, we also told each other tonight, me and my commander, we're going to talk about things that are still not done that we need to get done. So anyway, God bless all of you. I wish all of us the best. Uh, Be careful when you go out. That song from Credence keeps in my mind. Don't go out tonight. There's a bad moon on the rise. I don't know how soon this is going to happen, but I don't see how it doesn't happen. And everybody I talk to, everybody, military, Doug, Stephen Benoom, are all telling you the same thing. Uh, Victoria Nuland, you say, rest in peace. Victoria Nuland's a traitor to this country, lied about Trump's impeachment with regard to the Zelensky phone call. Um, She should be in jail for perjury, but I haven't heard anything bad happen to her. Uh, Interesting comment there, though. I'll have to go check on this. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, take care of business. Take care of business. America will rise again. We will. But we got to stay faithful to the Lord and faithful to our ideals, and we can't capitulate. I'll see you back here next time. God bless.